Hello and welcome to a new episode of the BM Voice podcast. My name is Petru Conduraru and today's guest we have the development and BDC manager for Angig development, Sindre Gundersen. Welcome Sindre. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you. I'm fine. Okay. How are you? I'm fine too. I'm awesome actually. <laughs> Let's start by presenting yourself a little bit. Yes, uh, my name is Sindri Gundersen and I'm uh, 37 years old. Uh, I'm, uh, my education is from, uh, from the army, uh, actually. I have uh, gone, been to the officer schools uh, and uh, been to the army for nine years uh, before I went out in the, the construction business. So my education is engineering in the, within the army. Uh, so I have a bachelor's degree there. Uh, and um, then I started as a site manager with a contractor. So I've built the schools and uh, such, but uh, I have all the time gone further. So site manager, then project manager, then uh, the, the department manager in Kumsto, where I was here in Molde for five years. And uh, suddenly it uh, came an opportunity for me to start uh, this company, Ongwik Development or Ongwik Utvikling, as you see uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes, so I've been in the construction business for eight, eight, nine years. Yes, so that's me. I understand. Uh, let's go back a little bit to the army time. Uh, did yeah. you work with the construction during this time as well? Yes, I started with uh, mines. Uh, so uh, I was uh, a mine carrier uh, and uh, was working with that. But uh, I w- wasn't out uh, abroad. I wasn't out in London, uh, Afghanistan, or other countries. I was in the region and in Norway. So uh, I was uh, more oriented on the subject, the engineering part. So I was in the school. So I was an instructor there within bridging. So I was the main instructor in uh, temporary bridging in the, in the Norwegian army. So I worked there for a lot and uh, trained a lot of people uh, in how to uh, construct buildings and bridge, bridges uh, wow. and um, how to uh, calculate those. That's very particular uh, background, I must confess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I worked with, build, with bridges as well, uh, designing mostly, making drawings, modeling. I did not do any calculations, but yeah, it's uh, it's. Uh, I was involved in uh, some really really nice uh, projects. So that's cool. That's cool. So yeah, you you cool. were building temporary bridges, right? Yeah. Like yeah. this was the. Okay, I understand. Uh, if we go on the other side uh, about uh, Angvik Development, uh, the company you established, uh, what is this company doing? What and uh, what are you doing through this company? Yeah, the, the primary uh, orientation on the Ongwik Utvikling or Ongwik development is, is uh, developing real estate. So I'm uh, a project manager in uh, most of the projects for uh, our real estate company that is Ongwik Eindom or Ongwik Property. Those are uh, one third part of my company, so they own one third. And also we have an uh, entrepreneur or contractor uh, which Angvikritnes, uh, they are called. They are also one third part in the, my company. So I'm the last one third. So 
uh, I primarily started uh, uh, assisting them uh, in uh, developing a project because my background was was uh, in uh, medium-sized projects in the project lead. So uh, I took that background and started uh, helping them uh, in uh, all of the small projects regarding uh, new tenants that were going in and out of the, the areas and that's all very small projects so they needed uh, someone to help them with that so i started with that and i started also assisting uh, some other uh, builders that uh, that needed uh, project assistance so that was the primary start but but uh, my inner drive has been uh, much more than that uh, because somebody asked me are you going to be a consultant uh, and uh, i hated that word because uh, because I, I I want to be a part of the the value chain uh, that uh, actually is producing value uh, in the project. So um, uh, I started with uh, my, uh, it's not just a consultant and just assisting projects in project management and doing that, but I started implementing other things like VDC, virtual design and construction. Uh, like a method, and uh, have been testing a lot with that uh, from uh, our owner's perspective. And that's uh, very interesting, I think, uh, not just beaming uh, VDC, but actually taking focus on the process and uh, how to create a successful team as a project and also have uh, clear goals and metrics that you uh, follow. So, so. Uh, that was uh, the the main thing I've been following, and also I've uh, I love tech, I love technology. Uh, so, BIM started with BIM and uh, doing some uh, some scanning uh, from buildings. So I've also bought a scanner, a Matterport scanner. So, just been using that for an year, and uh, from there I've, I've always wanted more, more, more than completing this with IoT and testing this out with uh, some algorithms we are using. We are now uh, using Raspberry Pi to insert that as a bridge between uh, HVAC and, yeah. So you see, it's always just evolving. It's a snowball that's always be getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah, okay. Probably, uh, probably I'm getting bigger and bigger too. <laughs> Let's not uh, jump so fast. Uh, you said uh, a lot of uh, interesting things there. Yeah. Raspberry Pi. Uh, how how do you do you want to use Raspberry Pi uh, for uh, HVAC? Uh, what do you want to do exactly with it? Uh, I want to uh, create a uh, set up a cheap computer that uh, takes uh, the systems uh, on the internet. Uh, many of those systems are on uh, hidden protocols like BACnet, and some of them are, of course, open. But if you just uh, disrupt it and just set in a Raspberry Pi, then you have uh, easy access uh, through the Linux. So, so it's, it's, it's much more uh, possible to create what you want yourself, not just have to buy it like an... Uh, uh, of the shelf so, uh, solution from Johnson Controls or something. I can, I can uh, work with it. I can learn from it. I can uh, get insight. So, so it's a cheap way to get very much insight. 
but it's very hard way because you have to uh, then you uh, when you start with raspberry pi you just have to oh what's python and then you have to yeah yeah but what is the purpose what exactly it's the goal with the hvac system uh like do you have do you want to uh, to have more control on the yeah. airflow or something? Do you have any specific of this or exactly uh, right now because of Corona uh, pandemic and such? It might be a very valuable thing to do. My my, I was uh, in my late years in uh, as a contractor and project manager, so I was uh, always frustrated frustrated about. Uh, we as a business that were talking about the customer, uh, we had a, a wrong thought of a customer. We didn't discuss customer as a word. Uh, we were, uh, that's the owner and this was this, uh, where, where is the customer? So the customer focus I was trying to uh, implement in my last project. Uh, so when the project started, I was doing a, another switch on it. So I started on the end of the project. So I was focus, focusing on that, and therefore uh, the first thing I was uh, implementing in the project uh, through the customer was how uh, should this building work and how should the automation work. Uh, in Norwegian, we work with something called SD-Anleg or BMS, uh, Building Management System. So, and also was presenting this when I got presented, it was, it was it was a crap. It was a crap system. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, nobody uh, understood it, and it was uh, alarms that was ticking. And you have to mute it. Yeah, I asked what was that alarm. I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> it was a lot of uh, noise, and, I, and that I also felt uh, in other projects and also in, in uh, the owner's perspective when we when we follow uh, the real estate in the project, uh, uh, not in the project, but in the, in the um, maintenance space yeah maintenance case yes yes so 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 uh, th that was a lot of noise and therefore i i have i'm seeking an easy easy kiss uh, kiss solution keep it simple smart not stupid but uh, smart so keep it easy, simple and therefore i'm uh, looking for the insight that we can manage our buildings smart, not by drowning in data, but uh, through the insight, we're knowing that, yes, this is red, this is green, this is yellow. This means that we have to take action on it, not alarms that just cry woof, woof, woof uh, all the time, and we're muting them. So, but to come there, you have to do a lot of uh, digging and researching uh, through Power BI systems and, yeah. A lot of experimenting. So you you're using Power BI to uh, visualize and clean the data. Yeah, it's just a touch point to come through the the barriers in the in the hardware. So I have uh, then I have a, a system that I can integrate to, to the internet. So if it's uh, just a system that with a USB port or just an I/O uh, signal that come from the ventilation uh, example. Then I can integrate it on that. Uh, if you don't use Raspberry Pi, then you have you haven't got that I/O connection. You have always always have to have a USB or you have to have something that is smarter. 
and a lot of the systems we have on our buildings aren't uh, the newest ones. So, so we have to have that flexibility, and therefore Raspberry Pi is, uh, is uh, beautiful. I understand. Are you trying to combine all this together, BMVDC, IoT, in a yeah. in a new projects, or are we talking about renovation projects? Uh, uh, in all projects, uh, actually, uh, because I'm starting. I'm I'm uh, in a new project now. We're we're almost finishing the mobilization phase of the project. Uh, that's the first project that we're implementing virtual design and construction as a, as a whole. And uh, in that project, we're implementing it, but we're not. Uh, making demands uh, like you have to do this and this. We're, we're trying to establish a learning uh, culture in the project that uh, seeks these possibilities. So uh, in regards to the BIM, uh, we're specking the BIM with the property sets that we can connect to. So it's very easy. We have uh, in that project, we have the focus on uh, class IFC space and uh, we're da- then focusing on to making the geometry of the IFC space and the rooms correct. So uh, we have volumes, we have the static data for the building and the rooms and then through the GUID, uh, GUID the, um, the IFC UID, uh, IDE, uh, we, we connect it through, uh, through the dynamic data, that's the sensor data. So we do, don't do that in Revit. We're doing it in uh, some other platform uh, like Grafana or something. We're, we're um, searching for those possibilities to visualize this data. Beam Vision is some what's it was uh, called Autodesk. Navisworks. No, the IoT platform for, for Forge. Um, Forge, yes, yes. That's uh, an example for. Uh, we haven't tested it, but we're specking the the IFC. We're specking the methods to uh, be capable of doing this, uh, and uh, possibly and hopefully we come to one case that we can example. Uh, and we're not doing this just to have fun. We're doing it to create value, and uh, maybe the 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 important, most important is to learn learn and get the insights because in our industry we haven't talked much about data so we're talking about the visual geometry but we haven't talked about data at all so so that's that's the drive so but we're keeping it very small Uh, the risk is very small and also the value therefore is very small but uh, by creating some enthusiasm and and a goal uh, where we're going to reach with this and scale it yeah Therefore, people seem to uh, seem to gather around it and uh, and join it. So that's good. I think we can make it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, You said you don't want to push it too much uh, in people's throats, for example. Uh, But do you mean from a perspective of a manager of the project or uh, or a builder of someone who's doing who's building the, the building? Uh, pushing, uh, what do you mean by pushing? Requirements. Oh, yeah, the requirements, yes. Because 
if you do it as as a requirement and do it uh, as a push, you you seem to have uh, a perspective that uh, they should have known this. And uh, through my establishment of uh, the insight, which is in our industry, at least here in Molde and uh, our community, so it's not we are not there, and therefore it's not very reasonable to demand it because we have to evolve together. Uh, and therefore, it's much more important from my perspective is to create an enthusiasm, not not a, a punish if you if you don't get uh, get that requirement. I understand. Yeah. What is BIM for you? <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. this came like a su- surprise. Uh, what is BIM? Uh, BIM is uh, for me a connector, a connection point for uh, everything. Therefore, it's, it's, it's the static data in a building. So uh, we have a lot of dynamic data, uh, like weather and traffic and uh, economy and uh, all of those. But the BIM is, is the, the snapshot of the static data in uh, a building. So you can visualize it, you can... Uh, you can uh, through simulation on it, through tire recommendations and U values or something. So you can use those parameters to uh, simulate the dynamic data. So it's just a connector for me, uh, Bill. I understand. This is a really beautiful put out there. Uh, a little bit different than uh, than I heard so far. Um, what kind of data you said? You said uh, geometry forms and uh, other kind of data. Who is this data important for? That's the the, the main question. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, uh, we are we have been doing this for a long time in our industry doing BIM. But we have been creating value for ourselves. We have been creating value for the contractor. We have been creating value for the consultant. But we haven't been creating value for someone else. And therefore, it's I don't have the answer to that uh, either because I'm a, I'm a product of the same system. So, so, so but uh, I think uh, we have now an innovation project with, with Innovation Norway that we have... Uh, been getting some support on that we have we are a bunch of uh, uh, roles uh, companies that are putting our heads together and uh, thinking about how can we create more value from the existing data in buildings not for ourselves but uh, for others uh, the customers or if the uh, the co- economists in the project or in the maintenance system or um, we, we're trying to but we have to da- then extract the data we have and we have to use mockups to visualize it in different kinds of uh, mean uh, methods and uh, then we have to uh, empathize with them and test with them uh, what do you think if we did this, what? And then we have to start this process. And I think that is where we have to start to answer your question. We have to start with 
chat. We have to be humble. We have to ask much more than we talk. And we have to yes, that's that's uh, and that's our business haven't been doing that for a lot. We have we have the solutions. We are engineers. Ask me a question, I have an answer. So <laughs> we have to turn around on the on the, on the question. I think. Yeah, we must switch our mindset. This was very true what you said there. And it's very painful. Uh, many, many of our fellows or uh, maybe of people who will watch this or listen to this will feel, might feel offended by this. But it, that is very true, at least in Norway. I don't know. Yes. Maybe in other parts of the world, uh, world, BIM is not very known, is not very adapted. There has not been many attempts to do this. But here, there are, it's over 10 years since we are talking about BIM. Right. And the result and the adoption rate and how we use it, maybe it might have been expected to be better. Right. Um, and you said like uh, other parts, like consultants and the uh, and, uh, builders did all this from their own interest. Right. Yeah. BIM cannot work if we not work together and no. if we ignore uh different parts involved in the process right uh even even if they uh, are doing it this way like maybe a selfish way uh consultants and uh, builders we cannot say even that they these two parts are working well together there are still lots of conflicts uh not sharing information and lots of misunderstandings right so what should we do how can we get more involved the most important part, the part that is going to use the project over the longest span of the life cycle of, of the project, right? The customer, the client, how can we get them more involved in this? That's uh, the thing I'm working on a lot. Um, and uh, my first challenge was to empathize with the with the, the real estate uh, people that are in the market side i've always been frustrated as a project manager when i've been having meetings with the customer and i was talking about uh, bim and i was talking about um, all the cool things we were, we were doing uh, and uh, we were in the in the concrete concrete phase and it was big and we were but we are we are the people that work in this industry. We love building things. But there's a lot of people that don't love building things. They love other things. Uh, and uh, often we see that, uh, that people that works on the commercial side of our industry isn't builders. They aren't builders. They are economists. They are... Uh, worked on the, the sales side. Those people are often different in, in interests. So uh, what I've seen is that people that work in sales, they are very oriented around the customer and uh, very oriented around the, the rendering and the visualization and uh, that part. And if we do the visualization technique, then they hate it. But if we do it in a, in a sexy way, uh, then they will love it. But if you see how we've been doing BIM, if you can say, say, they say that, 
we have been doing BIM, BIM is a, in a technical way. We are doing it with uh, a look at the ventilation and uh, we're doing crash controls and that was the cool thing. Uh, and we have also do, been doing renderings, but it's been doing uh, very easy and it, it has cost a lot. And therefore, I, I loved uh, last year when uh, when uh, Epic Games uh, started with Motion and uh, Unreal Engine in, in the base and uh, started with that for free. Uh, so I downloaded Twinmotion and started with, uh, using it. And there we suddenly had a, a dynam- dynamic environment where people were moving and I could I could uh, switch on the sun and I can turn on the, the snow and I can do easy simulations. And when I showed that to the customer, then it suddenly changed. It wasn't, wow, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, incredible what we can do these days, they said. Because it wasn't technical, it wasn't Revit, it wasn't Graphisoft, it wasn't Solibri. It was beautiful. It was yes, beautiful. it was beautiful. People can relate to that context. So, so and therefore, the, the main challenge for me now is to get that environment uh, and make those who work in sales uh, comfortable about working in that environment. Because in Twinmotion now, you have to export a Binmotion file in Exe and uh, an execution file. And it's often uh, six or 12 gigabytes, uh, and you have to have it locally on your, your PC. If I do that for our people, it's too hard. Yeah. Uh, so I think a stream engine or something that can, uh, can uh, solve this would have been uh, beautiful. I think when we, when we work on uh, implementing BIM, we have to BIM from the customer side. And we have, if we start with Twinmotion or, or uh, Lumion or Enscape and using those in our early iterations, we can easily uh, use this uh, in our project and implement BIM also in the maintenance or facility management uh, in the project because we're always focusing on the BIM. What you say makes sense. There is only one problem with that. You're investing more in visualization. Like, this is something that customers need, but at the same time, they are the ones that must pay for that. Because this means extra work, right? Uh, like, uh, you need to budget some time to make it nicer, right? So, I think this uh, here it's a little bit... Uh, like uh, consultants or uh, builders need to find a way to like a very, very uh, persuasive way to showcase this, like why they need this, because it will help them to understand much better the building and how they can use it. Right. And, but you, you, you touched mostly the private part, maybe with selling builder buildings and, uh, but uh, there are also we uh, let's talk a little bit about the public side of things, right? Because there there is no focus. Like if you take a railroad or a road, right, highway, there is no selling there. So there are not involved sellers in that process. But there is a lot of people from administrative part side, right? 
And they definitely don't understand that. And we must make it, uh, must be smart and must find the ways to make it uh, easier for them to understand. I hate to complain and uh, it's feeling, I'm feeling really confused about this. It's a very tough question, tough situation, uh, because at the same time, it's not only about, yeah, okay, it's nice to understand it, but moreover, then you need as a client, you need to have some requirements, right? You, you need to translate that in a form of a contract. And it, it's so much involved here. And uh, it sounds like uh, very overwhelming. So uh, like, like you are doing with your company, starting with small steps might be the best way. And uh, one of the ways is to, to, to catch their attention. Like we need to find ways to, to, uh, to make the customers interested, to want to, to listen, to hear more about why, why do they need BIM? Why, uh, how, how they can uh, uh, get better value on the long term? Because this is unfortunately another problem. Of course, but uh, we have to stop saying why you need BIM. We don't talk about BIM. We shouldn't talk about BIM to the customer. We just should visualize it. Yeah. Uh, look what's possible. If you, Do you want this or do you want that? We, we don't talk about BIM. We're, we're just doing uh, it as a, a tool. We're, we're working with that as a tool. And uh, very interested in, in how to generically make a, a level of detail process around uh, the commercial side of rendering. So if you could do uh, an LOD first level in a rendering that's uh, possibly say it costs uh, a tenth of uh, or 10% of total value of a render model. And therefore you start iterations where you can uh, implement those types of model. I'm working now in a first level uh, in a project where we're, I'm uh, talking to Graphisoft, where we're uh, downloading uh, one square kilometer uh, area uh, uh, from Nurkart or our data source on the, on, the, on the context. And then we're pushing this into Revit and we're making a easy context in Revit, splitting the surfaces and making that so we can render on it and push it easy up into the twin motion uh, engine. And there we just uh, put on the easiest level of detail. We implement some cars, some people, uh, we establish the roads, but we do not make any uh, trees or or all of those small details which are which costs a lot of time doing all the details so we're starting with that and i i said to graphs that we were talking about i want it that so uh, easy and so low detail that when you're showing me i want you to be embarrassed because uh, I talked to uh, something I've, I've hang up because Hover Hauklan from Spacemaker, we had, the, uh, I'm talking to him for two years ago. We, we uh, was uh, lucky to get him uh, up here in Molde on the conference. So uh, when uh, he was finished with the conference, I was driving into the airport and 
asked Slit a little bit about how he worked on the early phase of spacemaker iterations. And he said, we, when he was going to, to the, the owners or the investors in the project, he, he sat in the taxi and he said, I was so embarrassed about our idea. I wasn't, wasn't able to, to say it and present it, but I had to because when I said it and I presented it, then the, suddenly the customer could say, no, it wasn't so. I wanted that. I wanted that. And therefore, it's very important that we make those iterations so small and so low cost that we take it to the customer and say, if you see on this twin motion model, what do you miss? What could have been? Because they aren't stupid in the visual uh, world. They are much more uh, visual than we are as engineers. I, my, that's my experience. So therefore they can say, oh, if we could, uh, could make those, uh, we could put in uh, the golf court and we could do this and so on. So yeah, I can check out the, how, what the costs of that. And then we implement that. And we, so we create more uh, smaller iterations. Then we say, do you want the render model or do you not want the render model? Do you want BIM? Do you want not BIM? So really, yeah, we, we can't, can't work on yes or no. We are not binary. We have to create those iterations. Like when you say we, you mean uh, like a total entreprise, like a builder with consultant or only consultant if needs to do a job for a customer? I think uh, that's the, the vision with we as an industry. But uh, then you have to do ask what's the business model in those cases. And uh, I see that business model is for the consultant. This is very challenging because uh, uh, they... Uh, they earn from the time they put in in all of those iterations. But exactly. Maybe yeah. But maybe that's uh, the possibility to change the business model because if you create those generic uh, platforms uh, or uh, level detail processes, maybe you could take uh, the sum you need for first level, second level, third level then it would be easier to say this costs, the first level costs this, the second level costs this. And then the customer would get a lot more happy, I think, because you see what's coming, not just uh, telling you what you want and uh, suddenly you're using 100 hours and showing it. And uh, uh, I'm not happy because I hadn't uh, those money. So, yeah. I understand. That that's that's not bad at all. I really like your proposition. Uh, and uh, you say you are doing this on some project. You are doing it right now. You're trying to do exactly that. Did did you require the <laughs> the the customer's approval, or you just do it just to showcase it to be sure that you do it your own way? I <laughs> I, I, I get the customer's approval, but uh, then it's more. Uh, how where is my frame where, where do i where do can i work what is it there from there or is it smaller so i, I try to create some windows for myself uh, yeah. to work within and um, because they if i ask uh, what what do i have uh, to, to play on they say nothing <laughs> of course uh, because uh, they don't want uh, they don't understand what i'm uh, 
thinking You're about creating. Exactly. Yes, I'm trying, yeah. yes. But I'm also very trusty and loyal to the, the goal that the, the, the cost and the risk should be as small as you, uh, as you can in early phase. As a Raspberry Pi, everybody can buy it. It, it costs 500 crowns here in Norway. Just buy it and start testing. No risk. Uh, and if, it, uh, if you fail, you could give it to your children and, and uh, they can play and uh, learn computing and Python and everything. So it's a low risk. But if you start with, uh, now let's uh, buy a BMS system or building management system uh, and it costs 200,000 kroners. Of course, the risk is large. You don't start with that. So yeah. now we have the means. Actually, yeah, that's uh, we, we live in a great age right now. Yeah, with this, yeah. Uh, all the parts are so cheap. If you want to try anything, so yeah, it's it's really nice. Uh, Twin Motion, you said it's Graphisoft uh, who's selling this. You said something about being free. It was free in the start. Yeah, but but uh, I'm uh, working with Graphisoft, not in Twinmotion. Twinmotion is is open uh, Epic Games. Oh, okay. But the Graphisoft are the one of the retailers in Norway uh, in uh, Twinmotion, and the reason I'm working with Gra Graphisoft here is because they seem to me uh, when I when sitting Molde, and I ask here in my environment, uh, do you know about Twinmotion? No, uh, some. It's small. Therefore, I have to seek another pawn and, and ask uh, others. And I work a lot in LinkedIn to, to have a control where people have their interests and focus. And therefore, I've noticed that Graphisoft are doing a lot of courses within Twinmotion. And then, uh, yeah, so I'm playing with those to implement and see what they can do. Yeah. But do you need to pay a license for this software? You just pay the training for the training. Yeah. Now, now Twinmotion, I have the, the, the free version from uh, last year, but uh, they are updating it uh, very fast. So I, th I think this will be outdated uh, very soon. Uh, so I, I said to them that I'm not interested in either a Twinmotion license or a Graphisoft license. I'm interested in playing in something that I'm your uh, Graphisoft would be interested in it because they can push twin motion to the consultants uh, and therefore uh, sell uh, licenses and uh, push uh, courses and everything. So I'm trying to go uh, in the back way, <laughs> back door uh, in a certain way so that because my goal is that I don't want to disrupt anybody in in our uh, industry because uh, if somebody gets uh, an architect or an uh, engineer in Mulder goes uh, bankrupt because uh, we disrupted it it's it's uh, not good for Mulder because Mulder is very small uh, so I want them to listen and want them to evolve I want them because they are my environment so I want them to be pushed but I also want them to learn but if I go to them first and I say, can we do this? I always get the business model in my face. Uh, then I forget, uh, uh, what are you uh, able to pay, pay me? And I say, nothing. You have to learn. I'm not paying you for learning. 
and that way it gets a little bit squeezed. And therefore, I seek outside and maybe solve it and do it a prototype and showing and say, see what I could. Ah, then they possibly see it. And there, you see, you see how what the how how I how I work for what that on the region. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, never give up. Keep doing that. Yeah. Uh, there is another uh, part of the visualization which you did not touch, but it's not like uh, if the, there are going to be customers that uh, after they see the the very low level one uh, level detail one, right? They will uh, think uh, maybe you can use that to show it in a VR for your customers when you start selling apartments or what are you selling there, right? So you can get it to to actually use it as a product in with the project, as a part of the project, not just a, a, a cost, an extra cost w- without uh, any any reasoning about it, right? Mm. Uh, I've seen some uh, projects around Oslo where they advertise that you can visit their racks and you can... Uh, go around in uh, with the uh, Oculus Rift or something similar and see the, this. So uh, it's definitely something to look for. It's a little bit difficult when you, uh, like having Oculus Rift or something else is not so affordable for everybody, right? Okay, companies, sure. But maybe, I don't know, if VR is too expensive, maybe AR, right? Augmented reality with your phone or something. Uh, I'm sure you can... Uh, you can find more use for that. More more use that will will return the investment. Will co- not return, but let's say cover the the invest, the cost, the initial cost, right? Yeah, but but it's challenging because it, the 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 cost of learning, of testing and implementing it, it's it's very hard because if you just you have to have people that uh, exactly. live for tech. Yes, you have to have people that that uh, do this on the, the weekends or the, the nights. Or uh, they want to play much more. The yeah, I understand. In the start, in the start, in the start, I think not 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 in the, the later on. You know, to make it more accessible, like this is a shame. Like um, the, in the age we live right now, there should be more companies. Not thinking only about billable hours. How many customer uh, companies do you know in the building industry that say, okay, uh, every employee here has two hours to do whatever they want to learn in those two yes. hours. Yes. This is, I, I heard a lot about other uh, tech companies having this. And this, of course, Google has one day, if I'm not mistaken, in some offices and such. That would be big. Like learning is a big problem in our industry. Yeah, it's a huge problem. This is this is it's so difficult to get access to uh, learning resources. You don't find. You have standards. You need to pay authorized uh, sellers or uh, course holders uh, to tra- train centers, right? Why is that? Try to learn Python. Try, try, try and see if you, uh, of course, if you pay for a resource, you might save some time maybe. But if you choose to invest more time and to learn on yourself, uh, on your own, 
then you can you find the thousands of courses. It's If easy. you start with YouTube and many, many there are many others, right? But in our industry, not only software, not only uh, training, there are it's too too much proprietary our industry. We need more openness. This is why don't we work together? Uh, we are wondering why things are not going better. That's why, because we don't share anything. We don't share anything. Yeah, and that's that's the 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 the, the primary reason why we established Contact Norway, where you you have been meeting uh, a lot in the late uh, late yeah. meetings. It's it's only because of those things that you said. It was our frustration as few companies. Uh, I think it was four or five companies that were working together in uh, two contracts, and I was uh, so frustrated about. Uh, why don't we learn? Why don't we take some of those things and play with it, like BIM or Trello boards or uh, 360 cameras or all, all of those? Why don't we? Where do I? Where do I go to to seek those uh, that uh, competence? Nowhere. If you Google YouTube, you get just crap. Now it's better, but but uh, four years ago. You can't couldn't get anything. I was so uh, YouTubing things and uh, how to build uh, build walls and such. And uh, there, there it was animations where things just fell down from the uh, from the sky and it it was it was so uh, not uh, learning. Uh, and then we started contact around that and we oh, let's let's start play. Let's uh, let's start playing. And that we, the thing I saw when we started with that is, is the culture. It's the culture that we we have to change, and that we want to have a winning culture. We have to want to have a learning culture. And that that's why I love VDC. I don't love VDC for because of BIM or, or uh, the cool name or or anything. <laughs> I love VDC because it's so easy. To, It implements plus delta in each session. Uh, it's about learning. It's about measuring. It's about constantly getting better on what you're doing. It's not uh, not about uh, doing BIM or doing parametric design or all those things we see that drone scanning and so. It's about getting better. And that culture in VDC is what we need in our industry. And that's what also uh, the the intention about contact contact Norway. So yeah, what is happening there? What what, what uh, do you exactly you do with uh, contact Norway? Uh, contact Norway is uh, is uh, always evolving. It goes where uh, the possibilities are. Uh, so we started contact Norway as a sharing area, and uh, then we changed it to a pitching area. For uh, all of the firms and the companies to get to get to know each other, uh, then the contact Norway, the contact mold, as it was called, then we 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 met our, uh, physically uh, each month. Uh, the last Friday of each month, we we had a meeting on two hours last Friday. So uh, then we start pitching to each other, and we started to get to know. Oh. You were interesting. You were from the the, the public. You were from the uh, software engineering industry. You were. Uh, yeah, we start to see a lot of common grounds, and uh, then we 
th thought about because we saw a very saw a lot of interest in just sharing and just being with that community but we said should it just be a meeting era that's that's too lame so so we started to think what can we do this and therefore i implemented the the the, the customer journey the, the the focus on the customer then i took a, a pitch about steve jobs and the, the or everybody have seen that so you have to start with the customer and work backwards to the technology not uh, solving technology and just trying to fit it in where it uh, should should uh, work so I started with that and, uh, and from there just implementing in, uh, on the, the customer and I we got two customers uh, that Fylkes uh, Kommune in Molde in Norway here in the region they I challenged them what are your focus and their focus are the the life cycle costs uh, not the investment cost and then suddenly disrupted because a lot of those who were sitting in that area they're thinking about the investing cost and how to how to optimize uh, ourselves and uh, nobody has uh, any knowledge about uh, the lcc or the life cycle cost and uh, then we started to work backwards from that and see FTV uh, or documentation in the facility management, and that was very important. Uh, and then we thought, how can we improve that and do use technology to improve the facility management systems? And therefore, we have worked in the last meetings now when uh, we have doing it in teams and uh, uh, meeting there. We have. Uh, uh, work backwards from that and how we can establish uh, a digital uh, value chain where we have a lot of more uh, more smooth flows and lean in the, the machine uh, machine data because we are doing so mu much manual operations with PDF and Excel and input output everything yeah so that's where we, we have uh, gone now but I don't know where we're going uh, it's it's evolving Okay, so you are focusing on how you can use better, you how you can maintain better and such. But um, do you see any focus like right now? Like we, you said already before, uh, the focus is to to build the building and try to fit it there, right? To just in the portfolio of the customer. Uh, to get it a step further, right? To have this in mind, like uh, like for the customer to require. A project yes. to be delivered yes. in a way that is best to maintain and use, right? Uh, I think th this is the sweet spot where we need to get. Uh, that's I very agree. nice that you say uh, that uh, it's a good start if there is a little bit of focus to try to see what can be optimized on the facility management side. But I'm I'm afraid there are not a lot of companies. Uh, saying that way and I think it also depends a lot who you are asking if you will ask a project director of a company yeah he might say that but if you ask the project leaders if you ask anybody in a project they will be focused mostly to build the project to have it done yeah. they don't yeah. give uh, nothing yeah. about they don't think too much about they are very pressed about now right to make it but that's that's wrong because that's a very small cost but the cost comes 
when you maintain the building, of course, yes. or the, the asset. So that's uh, that's very interesting. Uh, I think there we need to, to find smarter ways, uh, how to work smarter to involve and to, to educate, to help understand better uh, for uh, the customers, how they can require better documentation in better formats that can be used easier and more efficient than before when they are going to use the asset, right? Yeah, yeah. So there was an example I took on the last contact was with doors. Uh, yeah. And I said that the, 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 my opinion is that the doors always gets, <laughs> it goes to hell in each project because it's, uh, it's uh, so many uh, opinions and it's so many uh, people that have to uh, say something about that door and all those uh, those uh, switches and turnarounds and opinions when we combine that with our manual way to work with uh, then you see that it always goes wrong because we haven't got the system or uh, the culture or something to, to make that right so if I, I'm, I'm ordering one door or five doors or six doors, okay, that I can solve because it's not so many. But in all the projects we have worked in, uh, I don't remember that uh, the doors went smooth all the way. That's wrong. We have to do that. <laughs> we have to solve that. And that's not solved. That's not solved about and this and do that. It's it's solved about how data is flowing through our value chain. That's the only thing we have to solve. And that's have been solved a lot of. We have salmon that's put up in the uh, here without in the the fjords, and they're tomorrow they're in China on the sushi sushi restaurant. That's value chain. They have control of everything, but we. With doors, oh my God! <laughs> this is so funny to hear. I I never worked uh, as a project manager, so I don't know what is this. But sounds very basic. And if you say that it's so important, like it's still so difficult to have control on this. So then, then, then we are really in a very dire situation. <laughs> and I, when I pitched that on, on the on the last contact, there. I saw all the people just nodding as I asked one of them, Robert in Skalska, Sweden, just to come in. And it was so, oh, it was agreeing on everything. And all the people, when we were finished, they came on up to me and said, the door thing. <laughs> oh my God. So I think we have to solve that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, if we can summarize about what what are the next steps? What everybody in our industry, right? What everybody working in our industry can do uh, or should do or uh, what, what, what they need to do in order to get us to, to a more uh, efficient industry and uh, to get us to the next level. My tip is, and it's a very easy tip, but it's it starts with uh, being a bit humble. And that is, you have to establish a learning culture. 
everywhere you are. If it's in contact, if it's a project, if it's uh, in the, on the ground, or if it's, uh, you have to start learning. And by starting learning, you have to do one thing. And then uh, that is start to evaluate everything you do. Not in metrics like KPIs or uh, all those economy thing. Evaluating in a playful way. Uh, and then plus delta is a very easy method. Uh, if you have a meeting, use one minute uh, in the end and start. What was positive about today? Uh, what was what do we have to uh, improve in the next meeting? And if you always start by asking that question, people are ah, I can mean something, I can say something, and also you're challenging people that people are, are leading those. There, okay, I have to listen what the others say. And that, then you start to have a, a, some learning culture in the project, and somebody can't do this, uh, do this uh, either way. But but if you do this, and I think it starts with the owners in the project that has to implement that in all the projects that are uh, that are uh, pushing in. That we have a KPI in our project, and all the uh, projects that we uh, we do, uh, that uh, you have to have a learning area and. A learning project, and therefore every meetings should be evaluated. That's an easy VDC metric that everybody could uh, implement, and uh, set that target to ninety uh, percent or something, and uh, just uh, see how it evolves. I think that's a very good and easy and concrete start to, to implement. But then people should. Yeah, yeah, I have a Raspberry Pi, can uh, do this and this. And then people are changing the mindsets. But that's the important thing, not, not beam here or dit and there. I think that's, that's the, the key point. So, yeah, that's my, my vision. Yeah. yeah, that sounds really good. During your experience, did you, did you have, have any experience with, um, with the contracts? Uh, do you have uh, any take on this? Do you could we use? Are there any better forms or contract of contracts we can we might use? You have. I've been uh, checking out a lot of some collaborative contracts for uh, regarding integrated project delivery. It's uh, in the states the, those kinds of contracts. But the the vision about those contracts is that you establish a common incentive and ownership about the risk and the possibilities. So it, it's not the, only the contractor that owns the risk and the possibility and the incentive to, to do something about it. Uh, and you, you establish a, a sort of ownership in, in the owner model that not only the, the owner of the project or the contractor, but also the consultants own some part of the, the risk and possibility uh, budget. Uh, then you get some incentives about that, but I don't think uh, uh, the contract is the way to solve it because because we have to have the uh, the culture and the environment to put it in, and therefore we have some some spill centerpieces we have in Norway. It's still a bid a price bid build, uh, that decide bid build uh, contract. So, 
I think that the culture needs to get some learning and do this, and uh, then they have the business models are changing a lot, and then I, I think the contracts should we'll follow. Yeah, the contracts are working very well uh, in uh, in the VDC projects uh, as they are, but. but uh, if you s- try to s- establish a collaborative contract or a collaborative environment with a leadership that is not uh, collaborative, uh, that we often see in the, the, the earlier contracts, like, uh, like a matriarch that's trying to split and, split and uh, conquer, then you see it always will fail. A collaborative contract uh, will fail. Because they, they, it's not a leadership that's uh, integrating, uh, integrating people, integrating organizations, and integrating the systems that should be working together, and that, that that's uh, a lot of leadership uh, needs uh, to be uh, in focus to establish something like that. Not just just contracts. You have to have somebody who is good on leading and putting together. Uh, different cultures from different companies, from different uh, perspectives, and make that team working on the same project and working in the same direction. That's that's the challenge we're we're up against, not the contract. So the leadership should be much more focused on in our education, uh, the leadership in projects and how to do this. Because... We are. I had a, a mobilization meeting yesterday, and as, as I said to those, we are in this room. We are 25 or 20 people. Uh, in this, we are about eight to ten uh, companies with eight to ten cultures and eight to ten incentives uh, of how to make this project good. The challenge we are uh, up against is to make those cultures and all those companies and all those incentives uh, at least going in the right direction in the same direction so in the common year in the in the the year we are now doing this project is to try to establish the culture that those 25 people that works in 10 different companies uh, like make the illusion that we are one company if, if you see, we, we work in the same company. And then if you start to try to establish some common ground from, uh, regarding to that, it's very different. It's, it's very difficult and it's uh, hard. Uh, but if you, in the leadership uh, focus and our perspective, try to do and focus on that, I think that's the key moment, the key point in, uh, in our industry. I see that uh, because people are love love to be uh, be a part of a team part of uh, a greater goal or a winning culture or all those things people love that and they want to be a part of that so so why don't the leadership in all the projects establish that so it's a very easy uh, human uh, human goal i think but it's very hard to do that was very yeah. philosophical. <laughs> yes. No, it was very well put. It was. I really appreciate the way you you put it out. To learn, what 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 platforms are you using when you want to learn uh, something about uh, anything? 
Like when you want to learn something about uh, Raspberry Pi, Python, uh, Twin Motion, how how do you operate? How do you learn it? Just take it and try it, or do you look? Do you find any resources, valuable resources out there that you can use? Yeah, it's a, it's a combination of all those things. I use primary. I use LinkedIn because the people are the 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 doers in this. Uh, in this uh, industry. So you need to have the people that's enthusiastic like you, Petru, or I also uh, have uh, Tommy Hagnes in Kroptek Bergen. Uh, I do, I talk a lot with him because he he has an, uh, a whole other different com- uh, background and education and focus uh, than me. So we can we, we can discuss a lot of things, and I can learn a lot from him, like by listening. And uh, if you have those people to to guide you, also YouTube, and of course in the basics. But if you have those that you can call a friend, you also have the, you always have that question: Can you call a friend if you have a problem? Uh, then you you go uh, very long. I think you can solve most of the problems and also you have to have a, a stubbornness you have to have something that do I, I want to solve this i want to i want to know this but i won't i'm not an expert in bim i'm not an expert in uh, in the twin motion revit is what i work in i'm not an expert in that is uh, i admire people that uh, are uh, uh, like one of those you had in her bim guru yeah, uh, Gavin yeah. Crump. Yeah, yes. he's, he's really good. I, 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 I just salute. Uh, I love people that are expert, uh, experts or are, are very competent in, in all of those um, softwares. And, and, uh, but I'm not that. I, I, I touch in all of those because I see that how can I use this for something? How can I use this? That's with the Raspberry Pi. That's with the air thing sensors. That's with the, yeah, all of those. It's trying to make a mix that puts a puzzle that uh, fits in the hole. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. But I start with people. People on LinkedIn. That's uh, my uh, my primary. When you say LinkedIn, you mean LinkedIn as a platform, not LinkedIn yes. learning to no, watch no. courses. Okay. No. No. So uh, it's a it's a hard way to learn because you have to do much uh, and test much. But if you also follow those who are doing the same uh, in different areas, uh, then you learn very much. Yeah, uh, but I think like uh, persistence, like you 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 said stubbornness. I would call that discipline, and uh, yeah. it might come to a, like maybe you don't do anything. You feel you don't do anything different. But you, you are different. You have a different background. You come, you came from a military, right? You have another mindset, and maybe that's that's what made you uh, made you to to not accept what is happening. I I I, I was not in military, but I, I I was I was just frustrated, like you also said, like I was frustrated. I could not find out the answers to questions I had. I I could not find. Uh, People were were not uh, answering me to my questions on LinkedIn, and okay, I'll I'll uh, I'll force you to answer, <laughs> calling that's, out in a live in a podcast. Yes. So that's why you you cannot run anyway uh, nowhere. 
<laughs> wasn't that smart move <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh but uh, like i said uh time and time again we need more like we cannot we we can do only so much uh and it helps us a lot because we grow learning all this but it like it it compounds uh, like it, it grows exponentially when you get more people involved yes yes so that's why it's very important and it helps you as well and it becomes something very special so this is something that i feel uh um um i'm a little bit sad i can say sad but it's not something uh, very deep in but uh, i'm a little bit i'm not very happy about it let's let's just put it this way mm-hmm. i don't get too much uh interactivity I would like people, uh, it happened, I, I got very nice feedback, I got lots of people contacting with me, but I would like more people to open, to, to, uh, to, uh, to talk to me, to ask me, to, uh, to book a meeting just to talk about a topic or something, about a specific episode or something. I, I think we are generally in our industry, we, we have been uh, teached to, to stay in our, in our uh, place, not to to be very open this is something uh, that it's quite unfortunately it's something quite popular yeah i hope we evolve from this uh, because we cannot go further if we don't begin to talk about things like you 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 cannot grow if you don't talk about things you cannot find a better solution if you don't share it with with somebody that can punch some holes through it or give you a side idea that can uh, power the original idea you had, right? So it's we need we need to talk. Like the, I, I was very passive before as well. I was afraid to. Uh, I, I was just that person, like uh, clicking like button if I uh, saw something or uh, like. Uh, but like there are many ways you to do it much more proactively, right? This is what I'm saying. Like if you like it. Tell that person that you like it. Even if you don't feel comfortable to to um, write a comment, it's fine. Just send a private message and tell that. That can mean a lot to that person. I I start doing that, and because it's it's only fair. Like person, like if I watch a course on YouTube or uh, LinkedIn, wh- whatever. Like that person put many many hours to do that, and I learned something that. I take value from each day at work, right? So it's only fair to, or if I got a good idea from someone, right? So yeah, do that. Uh, it's it's easy to just click like and such, but sometimes it helps much more. You can have a bigger impact and you can influence those around you as well. You can, uh, more people can see uh, and learn more about you as well, right? So yeah, I... I agree because uh, I, I always I, I try to tag uh, much of those sharing is sharing is caring, and, and uh, I think that sharing is that you said about exponentially functional about when you start sharing things and I thought you had to have something uh, amazing just to start by sharing and I, I, I learned one example about that I had one. Um, planning meeting uh, where I was to, doing some lean construction uh, last planner system methods and I had 
not uh, prepared myself very good. So I sat on the night before the meeting and the contractor and everybody should start it. It was a small project. And we were going to establish the phase of uh, the milestones and the production. So I sat there and I said, okay, I've been doing this a lot. So uh, I sat there and I wrote something on three uh, post-it notes. Uh, this and this and this and this. And this establish you so and so. And then I just... Ah, this is a bit embarrassing, I think, uh, doing this and doing it this simple. And uh, I took a picture of it. I took that and, uh, and the, the meeting was splendid. It was fascinating how, how good it went. And then I took some pictures and I said, is this something I can share? Is this something that is... And I thought about if I was on the other side, I I haven't seen somebody share these things. I always seen those these amazing examples from the big projects, and I think, oh, how amazing uh, they are! So the experts and over there, and but they're not. And so, but just think, I would have I would have wanted that. So I just pushed it out on LinkedIn, very embarrassed about it, and then that was. The uh, the one post that hit the most because it was so pragmatic, it was so to the, the common that this is something people relate to. This is the what people sit in and that they see. Oh, that was the agenda. Dun, dun, dun. Ah, maybe I can use that. Is it that? Then I just thought about stop being embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, that that's so true. And the 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 mo- the simplest things are most important. Because like yes. you said, you see these presentations like, wow, that's amazing. But let me ask you something. What did you really learn when that presentation is done? You learn nothing. You just, wow, that's awesome. Good, man. But I don't know anything more than I knew before this meeting. That's the problem. Tell me something <laughs> practical that I can take with me. That's my problem with this. Yeah, that it's good to have these inspirational uh, things as well, of course. But when you have only that, and I think this is a problem here, I, I don't like to call out people but or places, but here, if you go to conferences around in Norway, because we are happy, we are glad we have this kind of conferences. But if you go, what kind of uh, presentations do you see? Do you see mostly like, See who, how good we are, what we did, but not how you can do this. What I learned. Do that or, or uh, how you do it. Uh, explain how you do it, how you did it. And maybe then you will inspire someone, right? But it goes back to sharing and working together and such. And it's good to have that as well. Maybe it's a business model. I don't have any idea, but me... Personally, I don't get many uh, a lot of value from that. Uh, so I agree. Uh, in the in the army, we had something we called in this uh, sense. We had something a game we called bullshit bingo, and uh, <laughs> uh, that was on the officer academy where we had those pitches that we knew was going to be so uh, visionary and so bullshitting. And then we started that meeting and we sat in a row and we sat, uh, put up uh, uh, this word, this word, and this word is going to come, like a bingo board. 
And <laughs> when that bingo board, uh, when those words came, we have to do, and if you get a bingo, then you have to say, bullshit. <laughs> so, well, in the conferences, you can introduce that bing bullshit bingo. And, uh, if you <laughs> yeah, but then they don't have a backup presentation. <laughs> you might not be able to buy a, a ticket to the next conference. <laughs> You've been banned. No, but it goes back to like, this yeah, yeah. we need it's fine to have presentations it's okay yeah. but we need to to have more more opportunities to learn right like making it interactive making to to learn at least one thing like someone will learn something will know something like for example okay you say you use this software and soft that software but show uh, for, uh, use five minutes from that uh, from the presentation for half an hour and show how a very short workflow how you mm, work. How I you started with yeah. this picture or I started with this, I imported the model there and then I connected this uh, Power BI and I read this dashboard in this way, put these filters. Like, you understand? You definitely yeah, know understand. what I mean. Mm. And, also, and often it's the easy, the easy things we have to communicate, not the hard ones. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, by the way, at Contact, uh, Contact, most of the presentations Maybe not all, but most of them are are good, are very good quality. Like I really learned something from watching those presentations. So keep up the good the, the good work. Uh, uh, don't Thank you. don't be very don't be too nice with the guests. Okay, man, uh, this is amazing. How can someone contact you if they want to ask you something? Just uh, contact me on LinkedIn. That's where where I find. But uh, I I want I love people that sends me texts. But uh, I have that policy that I answer on my time uh, on uh, questions. So if you have a text or send a text or a PM or do something like that, I will answer. But I possibly won't answer is immediately. So have that uh, <laughs> if we people contact. So I try to do that because I have uh, small children and everything. So I have to balance it. <laughs> yeah, that, that is uh, common sense. I guess uh, yeah, yeah. everybody doesn't expect like uh, no. <laughs> if you contact uh, someone you don't, you did not meet before and want to ask <laughs> something like, yeah, it's definitely. So yeah. LinkedIn it is. Yeah. LinkedIn. Sindre, thank you very much for uh, joining me. It was very nice to talk with you. Keep up the good work, Petra. Thank you.